0: Jake, my boyfriend. It's snowing. Winter is coming in. We have a real connection. A rare and intense attachment. I've never experienced anything like it. I'm thinking of ending things. I'm recording. I'm live. I'm live, and live and Live and in living color. All right, everybody, welcome in. You're listening, of course, to the. I'm know. not lost. We're Matt and Bob. We're here to pod. We're gonna be talking about. I'm thinking of ending things, which I think we can all relate to. <laughs> a little early on the uh, yeah the queue there, but um either way uh yeah Charlie Kaufman we so we have a a, a somewhat major release once again straight to streaming Netflix is just licking their
1: chops it's um, their time I, this I think they have set up better for. Amazon,
0: Peloton, and Netflix are yeah. just destroying it, and also Tesla for some reason. Uh, yeah, I guess. well,
1: they're just <laughs> guys. They're 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 titanium. They are nothing can stop Tesla. So yeah, regardless, uh, it reminds me of Netflix. Reminds me a little of how I first felt about the NFL in this landscape, where wow. it was like, okay, this happens to happen right in their off season. They get the Super Bowl in in early february and then COVID hits so all the other seasons all the other leagues are dramatically impacted by this and the nfl just gets to kind of sit back during their offseason and not really be impacted and then they were able to kind of be the only sports show in town when they did the draft and then well obviously now they don't have fans in the stadium but they're still able to kind of have their season go off with the benefit of having a running head start Yeah, you
0: see you saw how like the premier league in england dealt with it and baseball and hockey and well the playoffs with the bubble and the and basketball is kind of different but i do get your point netflix has just been like i mean the only problem is that production shut down so once they run out of stuff although you have to remember it takes two years to really cut together these these projects so i'm sure there's plenty waiting in the wings
1: yeah So it just kind of set up nice for Netflix because they get to be really the only platform that's able to release new material. Oh, yeah.
0: And and, so Sundance just happened. What was it called? TIF or or the Toronto International Film Festival. So Netflix just did a big buy on both of those. Uh, Venice just happened. I'm not sure what kind of came out of that. Uh, Tully Ride is the next one, as far as I'm aware. So they've just been like spending like like third. I think they gave Zendaya thirty million for the 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 movie filmed in quarantine with John David Washington. I think. Mm-hmm. So that that's the only thing I've heard of, of that's um filmed and and aired all during quarantine and now is sold for thirty mil. So maybe maybe me and you should have got together and film something. We should have. <laughs> that was our window. Damn.
1: Got the iPhones out recorded these fucking zooms
0: yeah we could have done a tangerine 2 starring matt and bob <laughs> whores on the corner of la
1: <laughs> two idiots on a podcast <laughs> on zoom
0: on their phones yeah just fantastic yeah. viewing all right let's so let's get into the topic at hand um this was something kind of on my radar simply because it was a major film filmmaker with a new release. Um, so that that's always going to pique my interest. I, I I prefer movies to TV, and we, we don't get a whole lot of those right now. So um, I'm thinking of anything Charlie Kaufman. Uh, what do you think, Bob?
1: Well, it's really funny because one of the most recent things me and you reviewed was what we called a mul- multiple watcher, which was Tenant, And yeah. it was a very... You gotta really pay attention to the dialogue, non-linear storytelling, plot kind of all over the place, complicated movie, and we sit back down again and we get an <laughs> even more complicated, and even more you've got to pay attention to every single word on the screen complicated movie. And this has me really twisted emotionally in terms of how I feel with it, because my first instinct was like, this is too fucking much. I, I mean, I'm all for, and you know, and, and anyone that listens to this show knows, I'm Mr. Metaphor. I love uh, the allegory in storytelling. I love creative ways to tell a story. I don't need a, a story to be linear and simple. I actually seek out movies that are are more like the movie like Her, um, more like Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind or Anomalisa, some of Kaufman's yeah. other movies. And so you, I, I seek these types of movies out, but this one was... was well, her wasn't Kaufman, but it was yeah, Spike Yeah, it was Spike Jones. but it, it still felt like it was cut yeah. from the same cloth. And, you know, this one was so cycle babbly and so complicated and confusing that when the final credits rolled, I was kind of sitting there really challenged and significantly challenged to seek meaning in what we're thinking or what we saw. But then at the same time, I've been thinking about this movie and pretty much only about this movie since I watched it two or three nights ago. So in one way, I'm like too complicated. You actually missed me, even though I'm sitting here and I'm for you. I don't know how standard audiences are going to digest this movie on Netflix. Oh I mean, God, people, okay. are gonna, people are going to people are going to hate this movie. Um and then it's max. And they're going to go, "What the fuck?" and they're going to run away from it. Similar to the way people kind of did with Arnofsky's mother. But I think, you know, I've really been thinking about it and and it has stuck with me. So I've got to give it credit in that space too. I think the the exciting part for me in our conversation today is just trying to unpack together what we think happened very similar to how we did it with Tenet.
0: yeah see man where, where to begin so i i couldn't have been less in the mood for this movie <laughs> <laughs> you like, came home you're having a great day you're filled yeah, with energy yeah. all right free you new know, new release new flick Hello, kaufman. charlie kaufman i, Let's I, go on I, a I nice like little... i like adaptation i i like eternal sunshine it's usually weird but funny yeah and, and for the first fifteen minutes, this was like I was cracking up. it was like weird, and then like I saw the trailer, I knew some shit was gonna get weird um and the trailer was great um but then man i I mean it's two and a half hours plus right,
1: yeah, it's um, about two fifteen I
0: think okay, never mind so it's under two two and a half uh once we get to the high school, all right, so so I guess we'll get into plot spoilers um okay, oh, spoilers. Spo- more specifically, in a little bit, but like, once we were at the high school, I I had lost steam. I okay. I I had, because like we're we're pretty deep we tenet- in the movie though. Yeah, I know. I think a lot was- of people
1: will lose steam well before that.
0: Yeah, no, I agree. Um, but I, I wasn't trying to figure it out. I wasn't really looking for metaphors. I wasn't really like, Oh, her name keeps changing and her job keeps changing and their clothes are different and they're aging for some reason.
1: Or not um, aging or going backwards, yeah.
0: Yeah. I and then there's this, this old guy all of a sudden, is is, is, is he the, the you know, the protagonist later on in life and we're kind of seeing the almost like a tenant where like these two storylines are meeting in the middle where you know they they're aging and he's staying the same. I I yeah. I don't know. I whereas with Tenant, I I wanted to unpack it and kind of figure out how it how it all went together because it is sort of it is a puzzle to uncover. There is actually a a plot. There there yeah. is like this guy is a secret agent on a mission and the mission is fucking crazy and there's people coming back from the future traveling backwards through time. Whereas this is just like looking at a a. A, a, an art piece yeah it's not really you're not really supposed to figure it out it's just kind of happening
1: it's abstract art just... it's exactly. it's like a picasso it's and... A, and then
0: especially when like <laughs> the, the ballet dancers take over for the actors and that's and then we're supposed to like okay now now <laughs> it's it's difficult enough to figure out what's going on but now it's in being interpreted through dance yeah so like i know I, it
1: reminds I, me and this is this is so inside baseball but we had a theater professor named Jill Taff Kaufman that would f- infuse into her productions modern interpretive dance and these kind of abstract elements into her theater productions, and it reminded me a little of that when when the dancers took over. But it's it, very
0: David Lynch. It feels yeah.
1: like uh, Mulholland Drive. But it's those like... are also fun. Like I mean, it in in. This world, oh, I, especially I, I didn't, I didn't on Netflix, that a where everything on Netflix is very consumable, very commercial. I Just the other day, I was with the lady and we were watching My Best Friend's Wedding. And that's the most simple, <laughs> linear storytelling you can have. But even right, right, just right. their new material, it's, it's just very... It's very commercial and, and simple, and, and, and it has its own place, and, and it has its own charm. But to for this to come out, it, it is refreshing that at least it's, it, it's challenging and unique in a lot of different ways. And that's always been Charlie Kaufman. So I think the Charlie Kaufman people are going to love the movie. Of course, yeah. And I think everyone else is going to hate the movie. It's going to be very polarizing.
0: Yeah, I mean, there's which is the wrong movie right now, right? It's just like yeah. we've we've got our camps, we're just gonna sit in them.
1: Yeah, it uh, is tough with all of the gray going on here in the Midwest. The gray is starting to settle in in the fall. It's been a tough time. It's been a tough year to sit down and kind of be dragged through the mud or the snow, for all intents and purposes. Uh, oh,
0: dude, and then, like the wildfires, I can't even leave my house. It's like unhealthy. It's like the the most unhealthy uh air quality outside of like you know uh delhi or whatever you know these these uh india cities um so yeah this this was not the not great timing in terms of like uh you know i i enjoy you know um good storytelling uh heartfelt sometimes the simple stories really work well you know because i don't really need two hours of punching and kicking with people in costumes like I, i i you know a- yeah. actual storytelling um, that can be provocative and, and also challenging to a degree, but with something like this, which is like, what the fuck is going on? Like, I mean...
1: Well, in it, I love an emotional purge. I'll say that. I, sometimes, especially if I'm in a down mood, I like to watch a movie like that that will just basically be a lot of uh, emotional vomiting and retching, and then you you actually feel rejuvenated on the on the way back out of it or at least that's the way i feel sometimes and so this gave me a little bit of that i guess i think i think in general charlie kaufman plays a lot with memory identity he plays a lot with uh, investigating loneliness and depression, and this really, to me, felt a little bit of a combination between *Anomalisa* and *Eternal Sunshine*.
0: Yeah, man, that's that's really spot on. Uh, and, and whereas I loved both of those movies, uh, *Eternal Sunshine* more so, but th- this one I, I I couldn't really get behind, and maybe I was just not in the right headspace, and uh, I didn't I didn't want to do I the work. Be. But uh, you're so right. I mean, he's really great at like really highlighting the defaults of humanity and, and really kind of putting not, not even putting into words, but putting onto film some of our like deepest and darkest um, secrets and, and, and really mining the depths of, you know, that, that the context of, of, the human brain i guess i don't know like uh yeah, like you're like you're it's
1: a lot of stuff that's not talked about in movies and he does it in a way and he packages it in a way with this surrealism that makes it curious and it makes it, it almost makes it kind of mysterious in a way but also is invoking emotion from you that i think everyone deals with from time oh, to time oh of course
0: i mean like you know the the drive to introduce your girlfriend to your parents. How classic is that? And then you're like, you're trying to make conversation. You're, you know, you're, you're obviously you like this person. You're finding things to connect on. And then the second you walk in the door, clam up Oh fuck, mom,
1: just like, yeah. just <laughs> completely or Jake. different. Well, person. and then it's like, so, Eternal Sunshine was always that movie, especially for like 10 years in college, where people would ask, what's your favorite movie? And someone would always think they're being really clever by being like, you know what my top one to my top 10 is? Movie you probably haven't heard about, Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. Or Uh if you brought up Jim Carrey, it was always very cliche for someone to feel like they were being creative and being like, my favorite Jim Carrey is actually Eternal Sun," And it's like, okay, we all feel the same way, homie. So you're not being creative. But... You know, Eternal Sunshine. My you know, favorite Jim like Carrey them, is the number 13. 23. But, you know, Eternal Sunshine's dealing with that, you know, memories and memory and identity are being inseparable. And, you know, you're really kind of navigating in a, in a fun way in that movie, but also in a dramatic way. You're you're navigating through memory and how they connect to a person and, and how memories create the person. And I think that's happening a lot in, in this movie where I believe the girlfriend, if if we want to get into yeah, spoilers... Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so explain to me. Like, like what, what, how did... So I think she's a manifestation. She's almost like an id of his or a subconscious. And I also want to give myself... Freedom here. I've only watched this movie once, and this is definitely a multiple watch movie to where I don't feel like I have it all figured out yet. So I'm gonna do my best, and I'll probably be wrong, so please forgive me. But I think she's his subconscious. I think there's a lot of times where they kind of cross each other or commingle, um, and you know, whether it's she's looking at the picture and he's like, she's like, who is that? And he's like, oh, that's me as a kid. But it's clearly her as a kid. Or <laughs> right. whether they, they talk about having the same experiences where it's like, I went to a small town or I were, I went to a small rural high school or I lived in a house very similar to this. Um, the, the slippers are this like, you know, he gives her the slippers and she's 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 a part of his being. And I think obviously when she goes down to do the wash and she's pulling out all of the high school janitor uniforms that's showing you that Jake the uh, Pleaman's character is also the man in the future right I, I think everything... that's
0: made fairly clear somewhat earlier than that I mean if yeah. you're trying to you know get ahead of the the film
1: so this so all of this scene happening is basically him working himself working his subconscious through a lot of former memories i guess you could say the um,
0: basement of our brain is our subconscious right Is that kind of
1: yeah and you and you see that like the 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 when he's talking to her about the paintings he, he you actually see jake's paintings downstairs and that's his father's disapproval and there's different parts of the of the movie where you're like, oh, okay, she's she's a representation of him. And and so you're watching in real time him walking through his sad life as a janitor. He wants to go back. He, he longs. He's lonely, obviously. He longs for uh, a different life. And, and him thinking of ending things is obviously him thinking of ending his life there in the snow. So I think it's him wrestling with his subconscious or at least... Well, oh, sorry. Dating is subconscious?
0: I, so I kind of faded out at the end. So, like, the janitor character. <laughs> you aren't active listening. <laughs> Go ahead. The, the, uh, the janitor. No, no, not you. I'm saying the film. Uh, oh, okay. Um, the the janitor character, when, when he's kind of just like idling in his truck in the snow, that's the moment yeah. where he's thinking of ending things. Is that what you're saying?
1: It's. Well, the whole scene, the, all of the scenes we're seeing. That are interspliced with like him watching TV in the um, in the rec room or him cleaning up the theater, watching the kids rehearse Oklahoma, like all of that stuff. the The scene that's happening at the house is him in his mind, like right. flashing back in his memories. So the scene but at the house, the reality is, is what you're memory. seeing him him walking through that that school. And so that I'm thinking of ending things is him thinking of. Taking his life due to despair and loneliness. Yeah, okay. And I guess I could... that's why he has that meeting with her in, he has that meeting with his subconscious very real in the uh, high school. And as for the dancers, I think the interpretation for that could be kind of a longing for a more romantic life, uh, a more spontaneous or uh, loving life. Um, i'm not sure if she's also supposed to be a manifestation of like a daughter or uh, a wife or or people who have left him in his life didn't you think Uh, she
0: kind of represented all of his past girlfriends or you know kind of he kept bringing to see his parents as they grow older
1: that could be i mean it's it's honestly on on some more watches i might be able to have more clarity in that but i think she she's a manifestation of some sort of lost love in his life whether it was a wife that's died or whether a girlfriend or or someone that he even just fantasized about I think the dancing is just life fantasy romantic fantasy
0: yeah okay I mean that's starting to make more sense uh could you <laughs> so the very last scene we get Jesse Plemons as an old man as opposed to the old janitor character who is a different yeah. actor where, what was that about? This guy comes on. He's walking nude for a minute, and then he comes up on stage. It's Jesse Plemons. He's accepting some yeah. award, and then he starts singing. I honestly, I, I was out on that.
1: Yeah, I think it's. I think it's a, a again. Jesse Plemons is a is a projection of him in a past life. Uh, or or in his memories what he, and what do so you like look at,
0: maybe or look at
1: yeah and so i think it's a it's a recog- it's it's this longing this recognition that he's he's been meaning for meaning to do all the time and it's this cathartic kind of daydream that he's having but in reality he's killing himself in the snow in that truck oh i see on that day that's that's at least what i believe and i could be off on it but that's that's my take on it it's just it's longing it's it's wishing and hoping it's it's a fantasy yeah and this this movie is very fantastical it is
0: yeah so i i I think it just makes it more pleasurable if you can kind of accept the fact that like this janitor is kind of having a daydream and everything other than himself are characters in that daydream and he's giving each character dialogue um uh when when he's watching oklahoma that affects the memories or whatever it may be um i think it, it, armed with that, I think you could enjoy the movie more.
1: Yeah, it's just a really long road to get there, and it's a lot of frustration because you're left in the dark for so long trying to figure out... And, and you kind of learn about a half hour in, maybe 45 minutes in, that the this isn't... Uh, the scenes that you're watching in the house are not realism. They're, they're very much... And, you know, it was kind of like laced with a little bit of horror and a little bit of drama. Uh, Yeah, kind of felt like I was watching Get Out for a
0: minute. It was like melancholia meets Get Out.
1: But it's bizarre, and it has definitely this this odd mood to it to where you can't look away. I actually thought for a two-hour and 15-minute runtime with this material and this heavy of psycho dialogue that it it kept me engaged, oddly, because I was like, what the – this is fucking weird – and so it had
0: me for I would get I would say an hour and fifteen because yeah. it I I was were were you laughing I I thought it was really funny for a while
1: it was odd yeah especially Tony Collette
0: oh man she's been dining out on this crazed mother character yeah she's (laughs) got her
1: she's got her lane now for sure and then you know jesse Pleman's is is he at least trying to be the new philip seymour hoffman i I mean he's like enormous now he's got the blonde hair he's got the like grumbly voice now he's got this quiet the 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 quiet phil seymour And, and philip seymour used to work with uh, this definitely seemed like a Philip Seymour Hoffman character. Oh my god! It, in
0: In the Master, Kaufman. Philip Seymour Hoffman passed the torch to Jesse Plemons. I, I I feel like that. Oh shit!
1: I forgot that he was his son. Yeah. Oh my god! Yeah. yeah, dude, they might be actually. It might be his real son. Uh, god, it's it, so funny. It's his he actor's looks just son. Like yeah,
0: him. He, he he's he he's passed on, and maybe. You know, he's been reincarnated as Jimmy, Jesse. You're going to see uh, Charlie Kaufman like, I just need you to gain a little more weight. And and Jesse's like, I I see what you're doing here. And I I honestly, I can't, I can't, I can't be him. I'll never be as good.
1: Yeah, that's so funny. Could you imagine him just be like, okay, now watch Philip Seymour Hoffman and just do that. Yeah, just do that. (laughs) <laughs> and that's, he's seriously just doing an impression of Philip Seymour Hoffman. It's almost like SNL at some points. I'm like, wow, this is kind of bizarre. But I'm also in the Jesse Plemons. So, and I loved Philip Seymour Hoffman. Here, here, Did you know that?
0: Okay, no, I was just gonna say uh, just to compare it again to Tenet, Whereas, like with with Tenet, now that I'm armed with all like, oh, okay, so like they've been friends the whole time. I would love to go back and rewatch it, and you know. But with this, I don't really want to go back and re-, re
1: rewatch it. I mean uh yeah no what i mean i th- it it was a it was a journey it's hanging with me a little bit it's a definitely a mood setter going into the fall and going into gray season here in chicago yeah but yeah i think this is the only watch that this movie will get for me yeah me too if other such people a shame. have theories just let me know because <laughs> i don't really want to go back and figure the oh my god the poetry everything has a, a very specific purpose and i'm sure some sort of film class would love to break oh all this down god, and this dissect just, it but
0: you show this to a film class everyone's gonna be sliding off of their seats
1: yeah slipping and sliding the music kicks <laughs> and in that's... everybody's dancing. so it's so...
0: funny i actually have a book of uh, william wadsworth poetry uh, so when he, when oh, he, when you he mentions
1: the ode i actually have
0: read that um but it's just i oh man it's just It's so intellectual. It's so hard to follow along. Yeah, we're stupid. Yeah. Yeah. I mean... No,
1: honestly, we're we're guys that like this kind of stuff, and even this one missed on us. So it's for a very very particular audience, which makes the release on Netflix even weirder. Oh God! But I
0: mean, it, it's gonna get a lot more eyeballs than it would in the theater. But those eyeballs, I mean, wh- what is the metric? You have to at least watch seventy five percent of it to consider it at a watch. Is that right? Like, yeah. Or however. I they... don't know. There, but... There's no way it's gonna. Oh man. The numbers, whatever they are, are going to be so inflated. People have just left left the room and left it running. Like So many people are going to be out on this.
1: Yeah, I I just think it's done way more impactfully with Eternal Sunshine, which is one of the best movies of this century. And, and then Anomalisa, which I really, really liked, and that was an investigation of depression and loneliness and midlife crisis. Love and that movie. A guy, a guy trying to pull himself out of it and failing and it's, like it's a just very that's depressing. done so creatively.
0: It's like a very depressing Team America World Police.
1: <laughs> Each one with a uh, very graphic puppet sex. <laughs> yeah. But... <laughs> I forgot about
0: the puppet sex. In in Anomalisa, <laughs> I mean who could ever forget the I promise I will never die. Yeah, which leads me into the uh plug for the 1-hour special. No, I'm just kidding Hold <laughs> <laughs> up.
1: Although there is a, there is a,
0: yeah there is this South Park special uh, it's a pandemic special it's gonna be hilarious.
1: Um, all right, man. Uh, well, a that... difficult first watch, but we made through it, and yeah, hopefully we'll make some more sense of it. No, Someone I I, I appreciate what, you kind of how wrong I am.
0: I appreciate you kind of clearing up the ending there and, and giving a little bit of context to the film. Um,
1: it, I, it, I'm sure that I'm wrong, but no, no, no. I,
0: I think I think that's really close. Um, and and there's so much more depth to be mined. I just don't have the energy, especially given the current climate. <laughs> yeah. um, but man, uh, interesting release, interesting time to release a film like that. And uh, hopefully it gets people thinking and, and, you know, and, and, you know, uh, something other than uh, what Netflix's cheer or away or, uh, yeah. or what's her name in that, that space movie. Um, <laughs> yeah. There, there, there's not, a, there's not a lot of stuff like this in uh, Netflix's uh, top 10 list. I'll say that. So yeah uh whatever um do you do you see this kind of getting any oscar buzz down the road or
1: maybe cinematography yeah uh but i think i don't see it he's usually
0: a player in uh, the screenplay category screenplay i don't
1: i I mean it's a very complex screenplay but i don't know
0: yeah I i think we can probably put a pin in this right now um I, it's, it's worth a watch if you're a fan of Charlie Kaufman. It's definitely, it keeps you thinking. Uh, I kind of got a little bit too frustrated just you know just after that two-hour mark, um, but maybe that was just because I was watching it midday and the the air quality sucks and I couldn't get outside. Um, so yeah, there you go. Um, uh, yeah, very, very oddly similar to, to Tenet, um, but whereas Tenet was an action film meets Bond on crack, this is more of like a get out meets a Laholland Drive uh melancholia. Uh so yeah. you know <laughs> Melancholia. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Pick your poison. Twenty
1: twenty, year of the
0: complicated
1: movie. Yeah, exactly. There we go.
0: Um all right, cool well, man. Right, well yeah, bye. good
1: chat. chatting with
0: chatting with you as always, Bob, and uh, catch you next time.
1: Yeah, wear a mask. Stay safe. Wash your hands, everybody. Thanks for listening.
0: Bye. Bye. I was eight years old and running with a
1: dime in my hand. To the bus stop to pick up a paper from my old
0: man that sit on his lap.